From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 176, part 1. You'll notice that I'm also posting a part 2 to this today because uh, this first part of the episode went on much longer than I expected, but in a really great way. So I've been doing this Godzilla series where I go through the Criterion Collection's big Godzilla box set. And uh, in the last episode I did, uh, a dozen or so episodes ago, you'll see me doing the first chunk of films from that set. And now I'm about to do the second. But what I did is I wanted to have this special guest who is not a typical guest for me. Usually I have someone that is film-friendly, like an actor, producer, writer, director... This is the first time I have someone who is an artist in their own right, but uh, is not really involved in the film community per se. I'm going to say her last name improperly, probably, and I apologize in advance. Her name is Christine Krasiak, and I know her because she owns an amazing coffee shop called The Sidekick, of which there are now two locations in Toronto. It's a coffee shop slash comic book store. And it's my local when I do go to coffee shops, and it's just fantastic. They have one over in Queen East, and they have another one that's over in the Junction in Toronto. So if you live in Toronto and you haven't had the fortune of checking out one of those two locations, you are truly missing out. It's great. And so Christine, who is a giant Godzilla fan uh, and often has the movies playing in the background at the Queen Street location anyway, decided to join me. For Son of Godzilla. So we are sitting down through isolation to watch Son of Godzilla. I'm Jeremy. I've never seen this film. <laughs> I am Chris, and I have definitely seen this film. I know. I, 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 I was thinking of having you around for the first round, but then I ended up doing it with uh, the guy that runs the, the unobstruct, unobstructed view, which is the Criterion Arm of Canada. Oh, yes. And he yes. gifted me their, the box set. So, oh, that's amazing! Uh, so I've been slowly going through them because I've seen mm-hmm. some here and there, but I've never—I don't think I've ever watched all of the original show ones. So, and I've oh, never that's seen. So good. Yeah. So I did. Uh, so this is the beginning of our my part two episode. So it was fun to have mm-hmm. you on, knowing you're uh, a huge fan. Your store is just like littered with Godzilla merch. Yeah, and like so is my home. So. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm the worst. I like I I got super into it like as a kid and then I I also have like books on like the theory of kaiju film and like how it evolved and what it meant and like how how it changed over the years so and like the suit actors like how they used to study like zoo animals and how they all felt about being in the suit and what it meant for them and 
whether they studied animals or whether they studied wrestlers, like what what they were trying to achieve a little in bit the of suit both. at the time. Because <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, you got this through your dad, I think you told me once, right? Yeah, yeah. We watched a few growing up and I was so like involved in it. And he had tried with uh, like things like Never Ending Story, like sort of puppet movies and like Dark Crystal and nothing got me like like Godzilla for some reason. And then what? he would just like dive for it. He would just like go to like yard sales and like anything that had sort of like a suit monster in it, like the original okay. Ultraman. He would bring it home and be like, I got you this. And I'd be like, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, that's just that you got to lean into that whatever nerdy thing your kid's into, right? Well, and like people, especially like, I guess like a child of the, the 90s, like people would complain about like the violence in cartoons and like, and whatever and and he would be like well i guess like the stuff she likes is not it's not violent like there's two guys in rubber suits punching each other but like it's, I mean, there's no blood there's no there's no sex there's no anything i remember like very recently i saw some uh some of the like 90s and 2000s gamera movies and i had never seen them and and my partner was like oh like these are what i watched so much blood and then there's like a woman and there's like tentacles and she gets naked and i was like oh my god this is not like i would oh i would never (laughs) (laughs) these are not monster movies what is this so can you pinpoint what it is about like godzilla specifically that you love so much uh yeah i guess i i like that he's sort of like became this sort of like grumpy almost like transient like godlike being like he would come up from the sea and he'd be like "Ugh, humans Ugh, what are you guys up to over there again Ugh. like kind of like over it in some ways and they they never defeat godzilla he just decides he's done with it and then yeah, he comes tired. up the next time like there's something about, like, can you not relate to a character that's like, uh, I need a nap. Like, this is too much humanity. He's like a belligerent <laughs> superhero. He's like, I guess I'll help. Uh, yeah, I know. I think so you, <laughs> you liked it when they took it into, like, a more kind of campy uh Well, even era. before when, like, the original is that he's kind of like this, like, specter of the environment, right? Mm-hmm. That he shows up and there's nothing they can do about it. And that sort of unresolvedness of it, I was really attracted to. Yeah, I loved at the end of the first one where they, like, we have this thing, it can work once. And then it's like, oh, yeah. you can't just keep on doing that over and over again. And and the scientist who invents it, like, he jumps in with it because he's like, it's too much. If they find out how I made this, like, they'll just remake it and, and it can be so terrible. So he just, like, commits suicide onto it. But, I mean, everyone in that city is dying of radiation poisoning. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, there's, oh, there's it's no weak one, as fuck. Yeah, there's no <laughs> one in that, like, movie that survives no. more than maybe five years. Oh, totally. 100%. Like the, the, the part that killed me the most when I watched the, first rewatched the original Godzilla, because I hadn't seen it. And I think I probably saw the American version when I was a kid, which mm. you've seen, I'm sure. And it's... it's oh, I remember. So like that, that came out like around the same time that like they first started like releasing home theater systems. So like as a kid, I had watched like a lot of the original Japanese and, and that came out and then 
my dad had just got like one of those new like THX like home speaker systems and he he like had to sync them but like back then you would you would like wire them all into one another and then into your tv so like behind your couch and you're like putting wires everywhere so he spent all day doing it so that we could watch this new godzilla movie he was so excited and then we watched half of it. I remember him being like, what the fuck this is shit? This is and nonsense. Like, just like going into the basement and digging out some like tapes of like old movies that we liked and putting those in instead and just being like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the thing that killed was the bleakness of that. There's that one shot where they're, they're showing this mother like holding two children. And, and this is the original. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> what's happening, mommy? It's like, we're going to go see daddy soon. It's like, oh, wow. She uh, knows yeah. it's over. Just yeah. so, uh, so do you have a favorite Godzilla movie? Um, I do. I do. I, I really like um, Terror of Mechagodzilla. Um, I, I think haven't the, gone to that one yet. Yeah, I think the Mechagodzilla movies are really awesome because uh, it really shows like the struggle of like humans to try and like reconcile Godzilla and the fact that like nothing that they do really, really works. Because even before that, they're like, oh, fire the mazers. The mazers never do anything. Like, And, and some of the absurdist like uh, 80s stuff is like them struggling against space aliens, which I think is really cute and fun. But I think it's at its core best when like humans and technology are trying to fight Godzilla and they realize that like the environment and Godzilla and like the world is just like more powerful than they could fathom. Yeah. It's nice (laughs) when they have like something behind it and it's not just the monsters fighting themselves. Some of the ones that in the middle are a bit like, (laughs) Oh, we just, we have this other property that we want to like sell more. We want to smash them together. Yeah. Yeah, There was recently. And that's fun too. There was recently some stills released from like Godzilla versus the Wolfman. And it's like a never released Toho movie. It's just like a giant Wolfman. And like, I want to see that so bad because it sounds so funny, but it would also be such trash. <laughs> it's also it's like, it's basically just a poor King Kong. Oh yeah. Totally. It's a giant. That's hilarious. Well, I'm and Godzilla really... versus King Kong is like famously one of the worst. So. Yeah, but it's not. It's, I like. Well, it takes forever to get to the fight. Like all you want in that movie is to get to the fight, and it takes like the entire <laughs> movie. The fight's great, but but it's oh, yeah. so ridiculous. And how it's like, <laughs> oh, he's got him, but he powered him back. What? Yeah, what's it's, happening? It's bonkers. <laughs> uh, I'm super excited to have a baby Godzilla. Oh, I'm so glad for you. You've of, never seen one with baby Godzilla. I've never seen Son of Godzilla. <laughs> So I'm I'm really really excited <laughs> to see this one, uh, and I don't want you to give me any spoilers. I think no, that, I will not. I think I, I accidentally when I was like adding a Godzilla gift to something, there was like a set of Godzilla option in it. So I saw a little thing where he looked cute and he was jumping up and down or trying to like blow some smoke or something. So I'm sure, I'm sure that that blows some kind of a secret, but uh, but hopefully not too much. No. All right, so uh. We'll jump off and then amazing. Uh, you're gonna watch. I'm super pumped. Uh, I'm I'm gonna watch it again just because I think it'll be fun. So. When's the last time you watched it? Um, well, I got the Criterion Collection when it came out, and then I rewatched all of these. So, like, I guess it wasn't even a year ago when this collection no, it came was, out. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, the less than that. 
much less yeah, like yeah. six months ago. Yeah, and this was like their 1,000. There was their big giant. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I watched all of these then. So that was the last time. But before that, there was a few of these that I hadn't seen in like a, a handful of years. So that was exciting. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, they were celebrating this um, during TIFF last year. There was a criteria. They were announcing the partnership between Unobstructed Content and Unobstructed View, sorry, and Criterion. And so they had like a a big party at TIFF and Godzilla was there. They had like a guy in a Godzilla suit. Oh, that's gotta, so nice. So you got to pose. With yeah. Them. It was fun. Well, so many great comics artists worked on this collection. So honestly, the, the artwork inside that book is phenomenal. Oh. It's a pain in the ass to put on a movie shelf, but it's a great book. It's just such a great. I, yeah. I just wish it was like that they had given you like printouts that you could frame or whatever. Cause yeah, the artwork is like, uh, it's it's almost as though someone like pulled it from my dreams. I'm like, I expected the Criterion Collection of Godzilla movies to be beautiful. I but they could have played it safer. And some of it is so experimental, and I just love it so much. Yeah, here's what you should do because they're they're totally all over their social media. You should reach out to them. <laughs> let them know what a big fan you are, and then just say, hey, for the people who have bought the collection and can prove it. Would you be up for like sending them high res still so we can print them and have the artwork in our Just homes? Just like prints, yeah. Because yeah. like I would or I would, sell prints on the web. Sometimes they sell prints on the website of certain things. I've been looking, yeah, uh, because I'm just like so much of this is like I said, so beautiful. So and you don't want to cut it out. And, then, no, yeah, because there's the, the write ups are also very good and very well thought out. So like as as an object, the book is really great. So like. I would have paid double if they gave me prints. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> well, it's a good coffee table book, if nothing else. A very expensive sure. coffee, coffee table book. But uh. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I did the pre-order, so it wasn't quite so bad. But a friend of mine, he came over and was looking at the book when it first came out. And then he went and bought it like almost immediately. He was like, I didn't know it was going to be so good. And I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> the trick the criterion especially their box sets is at least twice a year there's a 50 percent off sale mm-hmm. and it even includes mm-hmm. the big set so that's the time that's when i always save up and, and get stuff then i know but it was godzilla and i couldn't wait it's true oh i i <laughs> can't expect you would have all right so no. we'll jump off <laughs> and uh and yeah. let each other know when we're done for sure. Okay. Okay. Bye. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. So I guess I'll start since I'm the I'm the virgin to this one. It's true. <laughs> oh my god, that might be my favorite since the original. What? <laughs> I like a lot before. I like a lot in between the two. I mean, I'm a dad, so it's like. Watching like Mini Zilla, I think they call him. Yeah. Breaks my heart and just like gives me so much joy. I just could have, <laughs> that could have been the whole movie. I didn't need a human plot. Like I could have had a silent film, not a silent film, but I could have had like a film with no other characters and just like Godzilla and his son trying to like figure out how to be a parent and a kid while all these other monsters were around that would have been 
That um, actually yeah. would have been, I think, a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I liked it. I loved it. No, no, no. I. What were your thoughts? Because I have so many thoughts, but I want to get into yours. <laughs> I actually, uh, this is one of my least favorite. I think. Okay. Of the series, I I think that like, uh, anthropomorphized sort of like like the most anthropomorphized Godzilla's. I feel this one is, uh, like he's he's more human and like. Manila is more human than you would expect, and that's yeah, uh, that's fair. That's sort of its fault in a way. Like they just behave like silly-looking human beings. Well, they even make a comment about that at one point. He's like, he's just yeah. like a Japanese parent. He's not letting the kid play. He's just making him learn. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, Baby Godzilla grows up pretty fast super fast well i mean they're they're like you know in an irradiated environment so who knows but then then he's in more films right so he doesn't keep growing after that uh he yeah he he does keep growing but obviously the growth rate is like a little bit all over the place based on that because based on the needs of the film (laughs) yeah exactly so if if you like no spoilers, but if you think uh, it's hard to watch um, Manila get beat up by weird prey mantises, you should see some of the later. I gotta tell you, I thought just because first of all, okay, <laughs> baby Manila is it Manila? I mean, that's what it ends up being. I think okay. in this one, it's just mini Minizilla or whatever they call. Yeah. Them. Okay, first of all. He's a preemie. That kid is born before he's ready. He's still in his egg. Yes. He didn't hatch on his own. Those fucking things no. open him they up. They just like... Yeah, they crack <laughs> him open. He's not ready to be born. He's a preemie. And he must be... He must have brain damage. Like, as soon as he's born, things are hurtled at his head. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're And they're just, like, poking him with their little claws, like, immediately. He can't he's, even stand. He's, he's like... Oh. His dad even whacks him in the head once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get your your critique that it's a bit too it's a bit cutesy and that it's and and, and making him so human like is uh I can see that, but oh, the at the start I feel like he's like totally gross. Like he's just like this weird little like not ready fetus and he's just like rolling around and he can't do yeah. anything and you feel bad but you're also like Ooh. yeah but i'll <laughs> tell you like the first time he like looks up and sees big godzilla and just makes that and, and makes that whatever that his version of papa is which Whoa. killed me every time i was just like, oh. like my heart broke I was like, ah. yeah, come on. <laughs> I said, like help him he's yeah. fucking useless <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> die so quick oh god uh, so, so we're led to believe that baby Godzilla uh, has transmitted brain waves that have interfered with this plane's system. Yeah. Even though baby Godzilla <laughs> has not been hatched, he is inside this egg that is buried inside of a rock. Yes. <laughs> uh, so many questions. How does it get buried inside of a rock, given that it can't be that old since it's just an egg? 
Um, Who knows? When was this egg put there? We don't know. Yeah, how long did baby Godzilla take to grow? Okay, second question. Where's mama? <laughs> or anything. We, yeah. We're not sure about that either. Like, I, I'm not entirely certain that, like, kaiju don't just, like, pop up out of the ground based on Needs. how it works in the Toho universe. Like, there's so many, and they just kind of show up like willy-nilly i don't know how many godzilla movies you've seen but like a lot of times like anguirus or like uh rodan they just kind of like are like birds from the earth like (laughs) so i'm like oh sure that's fine like god baby godzilla is in the earth and then he gets cracked out and then here he is well even um (laughs) a spider what's his name they call it uh humunga humunga i wrote it down yeah Kumanga gets uh, woken up by baby Babyzilla um, while he's fighting the mantises. Um, well, I, I, so to be fair, yeah, that's true. There, it's never outwardly stated that this is like Godzilla's actual spawn. It's just another of his kind, and he takes on the mantle. Of yeah, the humans also are like that's a baby Godzilla, but like he is just like this gray like mass at the start, and I'm like, that's a weird conclusion. To yeah, come given to how many creatures there are in this world, <laughs> you really took a leap there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all Very the, I mean, interesting. Yeah, I love that. Like his his baby puffs for like little smoke rings. Uh, yeah. Just Aww. like that. I love, but I just, I mean, I loved what I loved most about Baby Godzilla was just how realistic I felt like he was in the sense that he's a child. You know? Oh, he's like never. The, the gag with the tail <laughs> is like very much that, right? Like your kids are like, he, 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 like, kind of fucking with you but like it's not intentional in that way they're just like jumping over it balancing yeah. on it yeah <laughs> adorable but it was more it was like when his dad breathes fire the first time it scares the shit out of him as a <laughs> which is what i love because i was expecting him to go because you know another way to go is just that instantly he thinks it's cool yeah but i love that it was like he was scared by it his dad had to teach him or we'll say his dad had to teach him how, and then he was like, oh, now this is cool. But I love that we got to see, like, a transition there, and there was a story to that, and it wasn't, they didn't just, like, zip to, I just loved how much they invested in the time of the story of, like, watching Baby Godzilla <laughs> kind of, like, figure some shit out, but in a way that felt, like, realistic, and even, like, when he's fighting, my, my, he's fucking terrible, you know? <laughs> There's a point, there was a point where I thought but maybe... Oh, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> there was a point where I thought maybe he might be able to, like, fight off one of the mantises. Like, he's close. Oh, so close. And then, yeah, he just, he gets so overwhelmed so quickly. <laughs> but that's what's great, too, because it's like, because they really save it until the end for him to become some kind of a hero, right? I love that. It's yeah. like, there's this really great arc to his character and story which I was not expecting. I was expecting him just to be like the comic relief of the movie. And, he, and he's definitely that. But and the nice thing is, because not all the comic relief in these movies up to this point for me have been like the most organic. A lot of them are just like, okay, I guess that's amusing for the time. But I love <laughs> that at least the comedy, whether it's over the top or not, at least it feels organic to, uh, yeah. to the scenario. 
That's uh, true. I like that. So, the, again, also love that um, we're back to like, you know, the humans get punished because they're fucking with nature. You know, yes, and, and cr- trying to control temperature and, and whatnot. Yeah, they're they're there to like figure out if they can create a device that controls the weather. And yet, somehow, this device <laughs> makes the mantises huge. Yeah, which is I I assume why they're trying it on an island. Like they're not sure what's going to happen, and they know that it creates radiation. Right? They're like, we okay. have to measure the radiation of this experiment because we don't know what's going to happen. And then they create giant bugs. But it's just like, but that same technology then, then can do the winter thing at the end is like so fantastic and bizarre to me. I'm like, that, that's a steep shift in the other direction that it's just like, Oh, we just dialed down the radiation and it was fine now because I, I anyway. Oh, totally. And like, <laughs> you have to hand wave a lot of these are like that. It's yeah. You got to like, hand wave oh. it. This I'm, is big science. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. It's like, I get it's like, sure, just give me enough bullshit to set me into the world, and I, I'm okay. Because the other it's thing comics was... comics logic, right? Like, it's it's enough, like, rooted in fact and experiment that have, has actually happened, and enough fantasy that you can kind of, like... Yeah. Infer what they're trying to do. The, the monster work in this film is pretty great. Like... Um, oh yeah! Just like you can the, see a little bit of the like the strings, the puppet strings, which That's I actually um, adore. Yeah, I don't mind it either. <laughs> but it's also it's because it's Blu-ray, so it's like it just shows yeah. all of the sins of the high. The high def do not help movies like this. Uh, if, if you want to, the miniatures look amazing. The miniatures regardless. are they're really really solid. That's all. Even I mean they've redone Godzilla to make him friendlier looking by giving him like those mm-hmm. big eyes that are. The silly little eyebrows that do this. It's like <laughs> Amazing. What else did I jot down? Oh, there's so much that I just really, really loved. Uh, I love, but I love that two, moment too when Godzilla first shows up to defend the kid, uh, and he just kills the fuck out of those mantises. I mean, one gets away, oh, yeah. but like one. he rips, rips the one in in pieces, which we've never really seen him do up to this point. Like, not a lot yeah Cause, like, well because all the other creatures flies off and then is on fire yeah because i mean the one thing that always drives me nuts but i understand is that no creature here in any of these movies so far ever gets like maimed so in so far that they can't return except for yeah. the original mothra but that's just because he's old or she's old and needs... Yeah, Mothra is, is cyclical, and that's how yeah. they kind of describe, like, the Mothra, like, lore, is that, like, Mothra, like, two of them hatch, they turn into larva, only one larva survives, it becomes Mothra. Is it always only one survives? Then, yeah. yeah. Uh. I mean, two live for, like, a while in some of them, but... Uh, one survives and becomes Mothra. There's never two Mothras. Oh, that's I sad. <laughs> that's yeah, really... so like, but she's like, she's a force of nature, like for the earth and the and the oh. people, and it's cyclical and Mothra's like pure good. It's, it's all part of it, like the balance of nature. So it's you, always that they you, don't all survive. 
Like, yeah, you can't get me started though on that. Like those the Mothra people who have that song. Like, oh it was my just, gosh, that one was <laughs> like, how many times do we have to hear this song? And really, every time you're gonna play the whole thing, you're doing the whole song. <laughs> but it's like, they, it's like a three minute song, and they do it like three times in that movie. It's like, what? <laughs> like, cut away to something else, jump to a B plot or something. I don't need Those to hear this. Those people don't even have another song. They don't have time. No. <laughs> no. Amazing. It's not like a, a like a like a Hobbit situation where they have a bunch of songs. It's just no, that one. It's that one. And it's not the best song. <laughs> so and and there's kind of a callback to that concept in this movie with this island girl who can, yeah. can call baby Zilla and feeds him whatever these things are that he loves. I yeah. love when he rubs his belly. Uh, <laughs> and I love the like the bad like effects of like the throw. Yeah, it's just it's just everything this, oh, else. Oh. Like all the all it's the miniatures look good, and like the fights are like pretty like physics based. And then this is just like her throw is just like insane. I want to believe <laughs> that there's like some footage out there where we they tried like throwing it into the 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 you know the the costume's mouth and they oh just ne- and they could never get it yeah and it just kept bouncing off his like weird head and then they had to give up they're like no it's never gonna we'll just do it <laughs> <laughs> i want to believe that that that's that, that that exists like a closer shot where they're just trying to do like the, the you know the peanut trick or whatever the popcorn yeah trick yeah just like okay food. move your head back uh. <laughs> And that would have been adorable. That would have been adorable. I suppose him just stand there ah, and it floating into his, like slowly floating into his mouth. It's not even a throw. It's just like drifting. No, it's like me. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, what I mean, there's so much, it's mostly Baby Godzilla that I love. I was not expecting to, I, I thought he was just going to be kind of like cute, mildly annoying. The end of the movie is goddamn heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it's yeah. be- I love how they team up and they finally have to like he goes and he's scared. Like I just love the emotion behind Baby Godzilla. And it's like this mini mini wrestler they hired, right? I was reading in the, yeah. in the booklet. He it's so good. It's whatever they're does doing. It's a good job. Like it's just there's the choices. a lot of rubber on that suit. So like I'm I'm surprised he couldn't maintain that level of motion because it's so round. I can only like, imagine. And you know, uh but just like the amount of emotion that comes out of that character is just so vulnerable. And that's what I loved about it. It's like, he doesn't become this beast ever in the movie. He's still, he's always this kid, even until the end. And even when like they've defeated, you know, they teamed up and they finally defeated the the big spider guy. And then it just starts fucking nuclear winter just comes down. Yeah. And it's like, Sorry. And he just he just yeah. cuddles up to oh he cuddles up to him and it's just like and of course they have to tell us like that this won't kill them we didn't kill them we did not kill Godzilla Godzilla was yeah back. just so you know and also and also uh, you know it's gonna be super peaceful when uh, when they get back yeah I guess here's my question I guess they decided they had to freeze Godzilla because they don't know when they're gonna want to use him next in the movies but it's like. It's not like they need that storm to help defeat the other monsters. That storm serves no purpose. Yes. Outside of freezing <laughs> Godzilla at the end. It's not like they use it to like escape or to distract something. They literally just punish Godzilla. 
I mean, I think that's often like the the problem in these movies and why you sort of like accept that Godzilla comes back and like destroys most of whatever yeah. city, mostly Tokyo, but like, you know, uh, is because people are consistently like Godzilla pays for whatever's going on, like whether it be that like King Ghidorah comes down or whatever, there's often another monster and they often just like, blow the crap out of whoever's there yeah so like you, even if godzilla winds up helping people like you can't fault him for kind of like the the destruction that happens in his wake because no. people don't care about it either they're just bombing him and the other it's thing the, and whatever yeah usually it ends with him like rolling into the ocean and it's like did he die is he down there it's like we don't know so at least I guess with this one, because the thing is you could have just ended the movie with them on the Island and being like, Oh, I guess they're going to hang out for a bit and he's going to raise his kids. Like, yeah, I've been fine with that too. More of a happy ending for Godzilla. And especially because what that ending tells me is these people actually figured out that they can fuck with nature. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, but the scientists that's why you still have like right? movies with like violante and stuff in it where they they accidentally create something in the process of doing this because like it's it's that like humans always find a way to do some bullshit yeah uh, often successfully but there needs to be consequences right they did get like stranded there they did create monsters that made it hard for them to deal with the terrain and they did kind of like screw up yeah. Pretty hard. <laughs> I love I love that that um Godzilla's introduced like right away uh in the ocean when they're the plane. I love my like, yes, yes, that's what I always want. Um the journalist guy. Here's the thing that kind of <laughs> bugged me a little bit at the very beginning was that this guy has somehow hired a plane, probably, or got onto a plane somehow. He's a freelance journalist, so it's not like he's been sent here by a newspaper, you know. Or is they're expecting mm-hmm. him? Has the audacity to be like, "Yeah, grab my bags," you know? I mean, he's punishing. <laughs> they, they, they make him the cook. Um, but the yeah. other, the part that kills me is that he. They make this point as if it's like, "Oh, you're stranded here and you're screwed if we don't help you." It's like, wait a minute. He had the means to get here. Who says he doesn't have a plan to get home? Yeah, where's his secret helicopter? It's just, That's all I kept thinking this. There's the an assumption. Yeah, there's an assumption that this man is now in jeopardy and screwed. But it's a you. He first of all, am I right? He didn't. It's not like he had heard about this experiment and sought these people out, right? Like he was just looking for a story anywhere. Am I right? Oh, he's just like snooping around. But he had no like, idea those people a, were there. You're on a remote island. <laughs> He had no what idea. Snooping for. He had no idea people were there. He had no idea anything was going on. So no. it was like he had to have had an exit strategy, or he's insane. I mean, he might be insane. There's that. <laughs> he does make a real huff when they're like, "We're not helping." He's like, <laughs> he sits down. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, the human. St- I mean, the human story is always what the human story is. Uh, it sometimes it's stronger or weaker. And here it's middle ground. I mean, I, I'm not like. I, it doesn't. I don't hate it. Uh, it, it, it. Again, I could have just had like a, a, a movie with just monsters, and I think that would have been a bold choice for them to make at this point. Yeah, I think 
maybe that's my thing about it is that like because baby Godzilla and and Godzilla are so much human characters that I don't need the scientists who are stranded on an island who are running around going ah ah it doesn't just, add anything to the plot no they don't need to, um, to narrate to me what's happening I can figure it out <laughs> But that you know, in the in the early ones, that's always part of it. Like you have uh, Godzilla uh, attack, all monsters attack, or whatever the one is where that one's coming like up. Rodan I haven't seen that one yet. And ah, but uh, it's part of those movies where there are like humans behind a hill or whatever, being like. Oh, and then Godzilla says, and then Rodan says. Oh yeah, no, that was. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't all monsters attack. That was yeah, that was that was just Roden versus Godzilla or whatever it was. Yeah, it's like that okay. was some bullshit. They they could understand what they were saying to each other somehow. Come on. Now. Yeah, so I don't. But you don't always need them. But for some reason, Toho thinks that we do. <laughs> well, I guess they're just pandering to the audiences, right? At this point, to some extent. Um, I also like I. It's easy for me to say that without, like, I I don't know what it was like to see one of these movies in, like, the 60s or 70s. Like, would you have seen something like this? Would you have gotten that the monsters were talking to each other? How would you feel about, like, the scale models? Yeah, we have... Like, w- when people saw a movie of a train, they threw up. Like That's right. We're yeah, we're fifty years advanced in terms of our cinema, and the effects we have today are just like you know crazy different, right? They never make movies like this unless it was someone who did it out of love for like. Well, and you're also like processing on a different like speed, so yeah. like maybe people did need that in order to like absorb the fact that there were monsters fighting and also they were watching a film or else they'd just like explode. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And I also think it was just like Toho was making these films as disposable entertainment. You know, they weren't meant to be anything highbrow. That's what they're making Kurosawa's movies for that uh, on the other side um, at the time. So uh, it's just, I just love that it's like those are the two powerhouses of Toho at the time. It was like Kurosawa and Godzilla. <laughs> I will say that uh, Humunga's arm, like when it goes in and he's like trying to scoop people out. That's impressive. Actually kind of terrifying. It's impressive because like that's clearly, like, those people are there. They're not superimposing that, I don't think. If they are, it's a really good job because I can't see the green screen. Um, no, in in those scenes, it's not. There's some where like sh- the, you can see the, the green island screen. Yeah. girl is kind of like in and out. And I think they use a model at some point just as like a double for her to like pull her back. Like, they don't use footage of her running. They kind of like... <laughs> She's like a miniature because uh, it it looks really weird. But in those scenes, I think they just have like a giant puppet arm, and it's it's actually quite good. It's really well done. However, they did it, it's it's convincing and and surprising. Uh, yeah, and he's like outside, like the crack or the door or whatever, doing the like the weird boo, like with the spider web. It's uh, it's good. 
It's great. I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I like the, this one and the one before this one, um, the sea monster one. Um, oh yeah. With the Ebra. Yeah. What I really like about that one and this one, and I think I read in the book that they were doing it because they were not making as much money in the time and they, and they were trying to scale the movies back. But I love that they were smaller stories and that they didn't feel like yeah. they, had to, they had to like destroy a city every single time. Cause you just get fatigued with that. It's like, I don't want to see this him against the government and the government in the background trying to, I just, I just want to watch the boardroom and the military yeah, I and don't, the scientists. Yeah. I don't want, I don't need all that every time. So I love that. Like we're, like we're getting these smaller isolated stories of just like, he's on this Island that these people happen to be at and they're going to witness this, which again, could have happened without any people there. Uh, yeah, totally. Actually Godzilla versus the sea monster is one of my favorites. I think it's pretty good. Cause they do a lot of like inspired work with like the little boats and like the storms. And I really like it. I'm actually tempted to like, ingest this movie into my editing software and and re-edit it without the human story at all i oh that'd be great it would be half the length but i bet you with the exception of why does the the you know the nuclear winter happen uh I don't even think you have to explain that like nuclear winter just in general has always been like kind of like a trope ending for for creature movies or you could believe it just starts snowing i mean it doesn't have to be as crazy as it is right it just starts snowing yeah and, uh, and he's cold and he's comforting him he's like <laughs> i love the music never the, seen winter the music is like some of my favorite of all of these movies so far because i love oh, the, it's so yeah it's, it's, so it's very playful sometimes <laughs> but just especially at the beginning when we're coming out of this like night ocean scene with godzilla like almost destroying this plane and it's a storm and like, everything's like really moody and then they cut to the island like bah, 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 bah. it's like an instant <laughs> change in direction it's like oh now we're into something else <laughs> but uh, like, when he's hatching or like when they're like tearing him out of his egg really oh. uh they have like this very like jovial like playful baby music and then they're just like poking him with claws and you're like ah, <laughs> come on they want to eat whatever so is inside the, there the contrast of that like the the cute cute music and then the the claws and the they're showing their little maw and uh that was like probably more disturbing because of that yeah if they exactly. just played like dan 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 i'd be like oh no but instead it was like do 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 and then they're trying to eat him i'm like ah it's crazy i bet you my daughter would love this movie uh, my son would I love it anyway because he loves all this kind of stuff um, but my daughter, I think, would just only because of Baby Godzilla, and then she oh, would yeah, cry, sure. and then the ending would make her cry. Yeah, for sure, she would fall, <laughs> and I'd have to explain to her. Uh, the only thing that stops me from watching this movie with my daughter is I don't feel like reading the entire fucking thing. <laughs> fair, because she'd be able to get by, but with most of she's eight, so she she can read, but it's like it's it'd be going too quick. For her to, yeah. to grasp it, where my son is fine with subtitled films. He loves watching foreign films, so he's uh, he's good. 
That's awesome. Uh, what is what are so you you said was it Terror of Mechagodzilla that was your favorite or was it Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are other some of your other highlights? Um. Well, if if you liked um, sort of uh, Baby Godzilla, there's like the ending kind of to that saga is not bad. It was uh, Godzilla versus Destroya. Um, and that's like a later one. That's like a 2000s one. And those ones get pretty like explosion heavy towards the end. There's just like pyrotechnics and this and that. And, and they try a bunch of stuff with the effects, but it's uh, for the most part, there's still a lot of practical in there, which I appreciate. Um, we were also talking tonight about how much I liked uh, Shin Godzilla. So I've heard US. nothing but amazing things about that. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to save that until I'm finished this box set, and then I'm going to go. I think it's yeah. okay to go from this to that, right? I don't know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, I between. feel like it sort of becomes like the equivalent thematically of like the the first couple to like what a Godzilla movie would look like now, like because it was supposed to be a bit like more of a horror than, yeah. than what it became in the middle here where it was like, Oh, and Godzilla shows up. Isn't that fun? You know, Shin Godzilla is kind of a return to like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. What a, like what a horrifying thing to to see, you know. As opposed to hoping he shows up to save you from whatever the other random monster is that's shown up this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, honestly, like the whole Godzilla collection is so fun in its own right. Like, I don't think any of them are are not worth seeing. No, it's like it's like a pastry. Even when they're bad, they're still pretty good. Yeah, and like I I love the miniature work. I know some some people my age I think are just like, oh, it looks terrible. And I'm like, how is this worse than like bad CGI? Like I feel like this age is so much better. Um, yeah, because you know what it is, and you know why they're doing it the way they're doing it. And it's I think the miniature work has always been really impressive. And the camera angles are really inspired. Like you really have to think about your shots. Um, the lighting is really good. Uh, the way they they reenact weather is pretty amazing. Um, so I don't know. I I always appreciate stuff like that while I'm watching it because I know someone had to like think about all that, build it, decide how to destroy it you know, you probably don't get many chances to do all that. Like you'd have to remake the the bases and stuff in order to crunch them again. So that's just it. They would have had like one go at it. So it's like, they probably had multiple cameras on it uh, and angles yeah. just because they would have had to cover it. I love when I learned um, how they did the melting of like um, of the stuff in the original ones where it was just, it was all wax and yeah, like, that's so smart. Just like that kind so of stuff. Is like, someone had to come up with that shit. Like, it's so cool and inventive how they're solving problems like that with this movie. Do you know any good behind the scenes stories for this one? Uh, not this one specifically, actually. I'm like, I'm fascinated now thinking about it, like 
about the the actor in the baby Godzilla suit. I'm like, I wonder what that was like for them. And like, I wonder if there's like good commentary on, I haven't watched all of the special features on the Criterion collection. No, I was looking um, to see if there was any specifically with this one and there's not that, that I can see on this, on the disc that it comes on. There isn't, but maybe I think there's a, a supplemental disc right at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, so there I'll, is. I'll, I'll dive into that to see if there's any son of Godzilla stuff. I know. Cause I just, I just feel like this, that suit is so different than the Godzilla suit in terms of proportion. I feel like if you were a smaller human being, it would just be, it looks bulkier. Yeah. So I wonder what it was like to wear that. I wonder how challenging it was to try and get some like mobility in there. So I think about that mostly when I think about this movie, like, cause a lot, yeah, a lot of the, like the mantises and, and Kumaga are all like puppets. Yeah. So, they're, they're like marionettes. Which is cool, but like it means that yeah, really the suit actor in, in the baby Godzilla suit I feel has has the most challenging job. He's like hopping around. <laughs> Although that said, in the scenes where Godzilla and Son of Godzilla are together, that's there's two people in that suit, right? Isn't yeah. that what it says in the book? Because it's like it's they had to scale they had to scale that up as well to make sure that they could have a, a baby Godzilla. Fascinating. I can only imagine what that's like doing, because uh, that's hard enough when you're uh, when it's just one person inside that suit radiating the yeah, heat. Yeah, well, they would like in the early ones they would do it uh, in multiple shots, so they would shoot it so that you weren't wearing the whole suit the whole time. Just every now and so then. You'd, yeah, you'd wear like just the bottom with the suspenders, and then you'd sometimes wear the top too. <laughs> that makes sense i can't imagine because yeah. i think the very first one i thought i read somewhere that was like 400 pounds that sounds impossible yeah, and he he passed out because there was no like it didn't breathe properly and then they had to rethink how they shot the movie because he couldn't wear the whole thing the whole time no it's not like now where they, they literally inject like cooling units into uh, people's costumes and suits. Even I think all like the all the Marvel movies with uh, I keep on reading that they they have like cooling systems that they can just like plug them into so their bodies. I know, can... so pampered. So <laughs> pampered. <laughs> Nobody makes Chris like Evans that. overheat. Yeah, um, like the Pacific Rim movie. Like when Del Toro was doing that, apparently the. Uh, the when they're in the like mech suits or whatever when they're piloting uh the the rigs that they were sitting in in the original were very heavy and they had to move them and the actors were often complaining about how hard it was to to be in there and and Guillermo del Toro was like yeah it's supposed to be like that it's supposed to be hard yeah act this is your job <laughs> and they're like why can't you just do this part in CGI it's like because I don't want to because I'm and in the second one they did they got it it was a different director I haven't, and I haven't all seen that stuff one. was a hologram yeah yeah it's very interesting to me but like I appreciated that about it because Pacific Rim is a it's a kaiju movie it's like a love letter to kaiju film and then he he put the actors in these suits where they they had to like really labor, and I was like, "Well, that's part of it. You have yeah. to." <laughs> that's 
it's part of the victory. It's a labor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love this. I'm so glad I got to watch. I got to like not watch it with you, but have the conversation with yeah, you. Yeah. What are What are your final thoughts on uh, any, any final thoughts on Senegalzilla? I think, I think I like it more as a like as an adult. I think I saw it as a kid, and I I felt pandered to, which is like a That's weird fair. thing to say. Um, but like, you know, I watched a lot of like horror movies growing up. I saw like Alien way too early. I think I was like seven years old and I had to pretend I wasn't scared because if I was scared of a movie, I wasn't allowed to watch it anymore. So I just like would bite down on it. Uh, and then these would come out and I'm like, oh, but this isn't like, you know, they're, they're not trying to do anything. There's not like other monsters. There's not, they, they want it to be friendly for me. And, and I didn't like that. I was like, uh, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and now I can see sort of like the, the cuteness and the charm in a different way. Like, that's just it. It's like, I lean into like, this movie is trying to be a very specific thing. And I think it accomplishes it. Well, is it, you know, yeah. better than like some of the other ones, not necessarily in those scopes, but like when those ones, this one, I think it's succeeding on everything it's trying to do. Whereas some of the other ones yeah. are like, eh, you know, oh, totally. Uh, so I think that's what I like about this one is just like, it know it knows what it is from the get go. Uh, and whether you're on board for it or not is your own choice. But it's like, this movie is well aware of what it's trying to accomplish. <laughs> and I, and I <laughs> and think it, it does it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I was, it's uncluttered. Like it doesn't have like a ton of other monsters. So simple. There's no like human B plot. Like it's just these guys try and experiment, they're stuck on an island, and this is what's happening. And the and the and the advisory monsters all die, which never happens. No, yeah, that's true. So those people are not coming back. Those creatures are not coming back. So that that's always that was kind of like a nice fresh thing too for for this one because it's really yeah and then they're just gonna have a long winter's nap and then yep. come back when the world needs them again yep monster island is always there <laughs> that kid is gonna wake up starving and doesn't know how to fucking feed himself i didn't see godzilla feed that kid once no because the island lady was doing it <laughs> and one berry for that giant kid <laughs> one every like yeah, couple but days I don't think we see Godzilla eat like period it's fair he just destroys shit it's not like he picks stuff up and tries to munch on it or no he's not like, hungry like that's never part of the plot he's not just trying to eat even yeah. in like the North American remakes the the Mutos or whatever in that first one they're trying to eat but Godzilla shows up and it's just like like he yeah. he never no. eats yeah <laughs> He just destroys things for the sake of it. Yeah, it's not like Jurassic Park where the dinosaurs, you know, kill you and eat you out of, yeah. like, survival instincts. No, Godzilla just wants to destroy. Because yeah. he's, he's fucking annoyed that the he's humans... Grumpy. Ma- the humans yeah. make get up. He's perpetually grumpy yeah. from having been woken from his nap. Yeah. And they, re- and they really show that in this one when, like, the kid is, he's like, so constantly... He's, he's like, I'm just trying to... God damn, I'm just trying to sleep, man. This is my thing. I just want to sleep. Yeah. Godzilla's it's only like happy. Dust. He's only <laughs> happy when he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, he's just angry. 
I love that the kid, the kid gets a, a stronger roar at the end too. Yeah, yeah, slightly. just a little bit. Yeah, it's slightly more. What is that? Like an elephant is the Godzilla roar? It's a probably uh, a combination of several things. But. Yeah, the Godzilla roar was a composite of a bunch of different animal noises that they made up. But uh, I'm curious about that too. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I wonder what if they only took a few sounds from the Godzilla roar to make baby Godzilla's roar, if it was intentional or like how did they sound bite it? Yeah, they had to have done some kind of like his own version of it. But I like, I like there's a, again, I just like that there's an, a real arc to the mini Zilla or whatever he's called. Really enjoyed that. Well, I'm excited for him to come back and to have more adventures. Um, yes, you will see him again. <laughs> yeah, either, the next one is either Destroy All Monsters or All Monsters Attack. Those are the next two that are up. I can't remember which. which yeah. Is which. But, uh, that's exciting i'm very excited they're fun yeah. <laughs> well thanks for doing this oh no problem my pleasure and, and happy isolation yes and uh <laughs> and i'll i'll see you in the shop sometime soon when we're back in town for sure all right <laughs> thank you have a good night let's all go thanks for joining us for son of godzilla black hole films is a proud member of the that shelf podcast network you can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.